This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome back for a new season of Football a la Turca. My name is Kam Bayezid and today I'm joined by Jakub Marafolo, Özer Dinger and a debutante Sinan Schwording. Guys, Ooh. welcome to the show and thank you for joining me for uh, this uh, first episode of the 2021-2022 season. Hello. Ah, thank you. Hello. Good to be back. No Fenerbahce voice today. Burak, unfortunately, couldn't make it. Not... And my dog just... Oh, maybe he's a fan of your voice. I was going to say, is your dog basically saying right now that he's like, excuse me, sir, I'm a fan of your fans. He's correcting you. She's like, look, she's like looking at the roof as if there's something inside. Wait, I'm going to throw her out. Wait, wait, wait. Is it a, is it a yellow canary? No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. That's good. Can't train them to to bark when he hears when he hears the words, you know. I was gonna say, I think it's a Fenerbahce point, or he hates Fenerbahce. Can't be both. I I was asking if maybe he saw like a raccoon or something, and then they were saying maybe you lived in an, an area with too many buildings to see raccoon. No, 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 no. I live in a forest, man. Oh, that's really? what I thought. Yeah, that's right now I live in a forest. <laughs> so it's just there a pigeon go. landing on the roof or something, and she just goes crazy. Nice. Um. Yeah. Anyway, unless you've been invaded by canaries, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, let's uh, you keep a piece of that in there for the entertainment value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll keep a li- little bit of it. Because <laughs> okay. he really did speak up as if he were a Finnair fan, right. kind. Like no offense, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, sorry, sorry about that interruption there. The dog, I think, uh, heard a little yellow canary. Um, <laughs> no, so so no Fenner fan tonight, unfortunately, on the panel. Uh, so uh, let's let's try to keep the Fenner bash to a minimum, guys. I don't think there's anything yet we we have to talk about too much, right? Just uh, don't get your dog started again. Let's no. let's move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no more talk about Fenner <laughs> So it's a it's a new season, guys. Uh, we had a, a thrilling season last season, but um, n- uh, no crowd, and now the crowd is back. Uh, yeah, that that has to be amazing for for. I mean, I don't know how you guys are experiencing it, but even with just ten thousand people or something in the stands uh, last Friday for the Besiktas game, because two days or three days before the start, they uh, decided to notify everyone. Well, you need uh, to have had your second jab for at least two weeks. So, for a lot of Besiktas fans, that meant uh, they couldn't go. Uh, so the capacity was only at twenty five percent rather than fifty percent. But uh, how did you guys experience that first uh, weekend with fans back? It was interesting to see uh, Giresun because they were back in the league after all these years with a brand new stadium and they had the fans in there as well. So uh, it was nice to see kind of all those things coming together nicely for once for, for a brand new team. So uh, it was, like you say, it wasn't full, um, but it was nice just to have that 
that human touch, you know, to be able to see the expressions on people's faces, to be able to see the fans screaming and swearing and yeah. doing all this unspeakable stuff to the cameras. It was good, just like old times. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like the, the the horny cameraman over focusing on like the woman in the crowd oh yeah <laughs> that's always exactly. an important feature uh, no I, I agree i thought it was fantastic it was great to see um <clears throat> just you know to hear actual fans again none, none of the fake stuff or anything right. but also it was all it was kind of nice that it was a little diminished by the whole the kind of quick rule change like for example we know uh I don't know if you've ever talked about the Scottish twins on here, Khan, but we have... No, uh, I don't uh, think so. I don't think we've mentioned... Some friends, right? Cattle like, and Uzjan friend, no. Yeah, our friend Uzjan couldn't go because he had, he had tickets, but, like, he had only gotten his first shot, so he couldn't, you know, he needed... You, you have to do the whole process now. Which, I think he even I mean, got his second one that just wasn't... Yeah, he got the second one, but it was, like, a week ago or something, or oh, 10 so days. Oh, so you need the two-week... And it needed yeah, 14 need days, window. yeah. So he couldn't go yeah, on a technicality. He was, yeah, he was really upset oh. about that. But um, on the other hand, what's good is that you know that there was just like a little preview of the sound we're going to get. You know, it's it's going to be even louder and then potentially even louder than that in the next match. So I think uh, on the one hand, it was like a good little preview of, of what to expect. Uh, and it was great to, you know, I'm sure for guys like Valentin Rosier or Gazal, in our case, you know, guys who had just come to, to Besiktas last season and you guys have your own versions of that. But, you know, for them to finally hear some of those Turkish fans that they, I'm sure, heard so much about previously, uh, it must have been really nice for them, certainly. Yeah. Did, did they talk about anything of, like, initially it was going to, it's 50%. Did they say anything about increasing that gradually as the season goes on? Yeah, I think they did. I think they did towards the end of the year. Depending on how things go, I think they're going to increase it. I think there was a statement like that. Months yeah, because yeah. I I believe in 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 the Netherlands and in Belgium it's at a hundred percent already that uh, the, the the crowds are allowed. I, I might be mistaken, yeah, but, but 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 over here the the, the crowds have been uh, at games for a while now. It's mm -hmm. not it's not something new that they started that like uh, at like at the end of last season. So yeah. it's uh, it's 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 going okay here. So it's it was nice to see the crowds back in turkey but as you guys also also said the, the capacity is so low and there are like a, a washing list of uh, you know uh, of, of of rules that's like two pages long that you have to abide by um and not a lot of people had the time to abide by it so the first couple of games might might be a little bit empty but i think that um as the season goes on and um and the vaccination and all and all start to get out a, a lot more i think the stadiums will fill up yeah, for sure. And and I guess like completely unrelated to football, like even our, 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 our Scottish friend over there, I think um, like I'm not convinced he was he, he even said I was like, are you are you excited? Are you are you relieved? You, you know, you can't get the, the virus anymore. Or you want to you won't be hospitalized. He's like, I just really want to be able to go to a best game. <laughs> so so like I guess on the practical end, it's it's good. It's good. People are getting their vaccines, uh, even if it's just to see football. <laughs> Yeah, great. Yeah, I mean the, the the question that I've 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 heard asked in in the Netherlands and in Belgium, for example, is people are so used to watching their the games from home now. Is there gonna be like did, are, are, are there gonna be people that are like, well, you know what? I mean, you know, I, I kind of go to the stadium for the, the atmosphere, but actually, it's better watching the game from my TV. Um, is there gonna be a lot of that? You know, like people just staying away from the stadiums going forward. That's uh, one of the concerns 
that's being raised here. So I'm curious to see how that's going to play out in Turkey. But uh, at least it's great to, to have the fans back for sure. Um, yeah, exactly. So to be back. initially, I mean, there's not too much to talk about. Um, Trabzonspor are the, the, the first leaders in the league with a very <laughs> impressive win. Uh, 1-5 away against Malatya Spor, which was a great game for a couple of debutants like uh, Marek Hamšík, who immediately got a goal and an assist. What do you think about his addition to the team now, Jakob? He's uh, a class player, of course. Do you notice that he's still lacking a little bit of fitness, or did you think the, the, those uh, six months at... Uh, what was it? Did he play at Ellsborg? Um I think it was yes, yeah, Ellsborg, right? Did, did, did that do him uh, good, you think? Is he is he top fit? Um, yeah, as far as I can see, he, he played uh, a couple of the, the friendly matches the, before the season started and uh, played like fun, one full game. Uh, the last friendly match I was, was against Başakşehir, I think. But um, yeah, you know, players like him, uh, I, I, I kind of think he's similar to players like Sosa. They don't really rely on their speed a lot and uh, they can still um, ping off passes yeah. like, uh, like, like, like there's no day tomorrow, you know. And um, that is what you saw uh, in in the first game and uh, in in the game against Roma. He has the, uh, you know, he has the intuition to run to some places. He 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 is uh, um, he's able to see the the pitch on a different level, and his passes are okay. But I think the the midfield is really stacked. So you have players that are kind of um, doing multiple things or kind of doing the same thing. But I think that uh, that the new transfers, I think Gervinho scored and assisted um, pretty much our whole whole attacking. Uh, I said it a couple of times, I think that Gervinho is going to do really well in the league. Um, mm-hmm. I was surprised by him because he still has the pace and, you know, he has the muscles to the, to push everybody off the ball. Uh, I just I just mm-hmm. hope it's football. Um, but, yeah, I think that um, Hamsik is maybe a little bit, um, you know... You compare him to uh, to Sosa, but it might also be you know that Abdullah wants the gunner of the team. Um, I, I expected him to be past it. I'm going to be 100 honest with you. And not only have I been impressed with what he's done in the Super League, but even in Europe, he's looked. I mean, kind of like his old self. To be honest, I, I've really been impressed. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I actually was a big hater of Javinho for many years, even when he was in the Premier League at Arsenal. Then when he went to Roma, I actually saw him live at a game at the San Siro. It was uh, Inter against Roma, where Roma actually won that game 3-0. But Giovinio was so poor. And I remember thinking, wow, what is the hype around this guy? He sucks. And then he sort mm-hmm. of disappeared. And then when he was linked with Trabs, I thought, oh, it has been. He's going to waste the money. But he seems yeah. he seems like a different person. I mean, he seemed yeah. really involved in the game. His body language, he looks happy. He looks like he's enjoying football. He's fast. He's contributing to attacks, to defense. And... Um, you know, like you said, if he stays fit, then he's going to be a great contribution to both Trabzon and the league. And yeah. I'll be happy to eat my words. If that's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, Gervinho, um, definitely, I, I, I didn't really know what to expect of him. You know, like he, he spent uh, time in China, but then last season he was at Parma. Uh, and I had the impression that he was pretty good there. Uh, like, yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect. Like 34 years old, um, on, on a relatively high wage. But uh, yeah. he's been he's been great. Like, mm-hmm. just the, the way he runs at defenders and 
he's just yeah he, he doesn't look like a 34 year old player right now i mean of course this is a question to whether he can keep that up for 40 plus games you know europe although yeah maybe yeah. if they go out against roma i guess it's like 38 league games or 37 more so well we'll have to wait and see but Trabzonspor have had a, a very very interesting transfer window uh, i will circle back to that a little later but um yeah, let's uh, let's get the imp- your impressions as are of of, of Galatasaray's first match. You already alluded to it l- briefly with, uh, with with noting you know Gerson playing in front of a, a sta- <laughs> yeah. in a new stadium and stuff like that. But how, what was your impression of Galatasaray, uh, w- including with the, the the early European qualifiers and and then uh, the first league match? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll start with the qualifiers because I mean the none of the games I've seen from Galatasaray so far, and that's actually ranging back to the end of last season and most of last season. If I'm really honest have impressed me. I mean, we have a very good squad. There's star-studded players in there, a lot of quality, a lot of value. Um, but I just don't think the team is coming together and playing any attractive football whatsoever. We scraped a lot of results at the end of last season. Uh, we drew our first game with St. Johnston in the European qualifier this season. And, you know, we won. We, we ended up going through 1-4-2 in Scotland, but that wasn't a, exactly an easy game. Um, then we had the game against Gidderson, which I thought we were a little bit more stable. I was a bit more impressed with our calmness and our possession football. We were played a bit more attractive around the box. We had a few chances. And suddenly I thought, okay, maybe we've turned the corner. Um, and then we played yesterday against... Um, Randers. Uh, Randers. Sorry, yes, Randers. I was about to say Randers now. You're pulling stuff up. <laughs> but yeah, Randers. So again, so Randers. And what, what, what were we doing exactly? Okay, we controlled the possession, but we had hardly any decent chances. We went 1-0 ahead thanks to a, a, a wonder strike from Kerem, which, okay, there was a bit of def- deflection there, but he still did really well to control the ball, to turn and shoot. And that was impressive movement there from, from the young lad. But, um, but, but we didn't really uh, pose enough of a threat going forward. We should have made it 2-3 in that, in that first half. Mohamed uh, Mohammed had a chance to make it 2-0, who was called offside. In my view, it was onside, but nonetheless, we should have just kept on going. Um, and if you look at the transfers that we made, if you look at the, the value of the squad, ours is about 10 times that of, of Randers. It's something like 98 million euros versus 10 million euros for the Randers team. And Terim's always talking about the Makas and how the, the gap has widened between Turkish clubs and other European clubs. And, and here we are playing with a team um, against a team that's 10 times uh, less valuable than ours. And yet we're still unconvincing. We still can't beat them. The game finished 1-1. And now we have to do the business in Istanbul. And, you know, every game you draw, every game you don't win, you're sacrificing uh, coefficient points. Yeah, Both yeah. for the country and for the club. And you know, Galatasaray Rise is something like 17, which is absolutely pathetic. Mm-hmm. Something in the low 60s in terms of the European teams playing this year. So we need every point. Every single victory is crucial for us. Yeah, um, and that's so also I something think, that comes back to haunt you later on, like Trabzonspor, exactly, for example, now exactly, having like, to play Roma. Play Roma. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And Terim complains at the end of every conference talking about the gap between Europe and Turkey and then tries to reassure fans by saying, oh, don't worry, we've got transfers coming, transfers coming. But the obsession with transfers is becoming yeah. ridiculous now. Look, yeah. I mean, we don't need transfers to beat Randers. We don't need transfers to beat Central. Um, mm-hmm. We should be beating these guys with our academy players. Um and, and on the note of, of transfers, you know, we've sent 20 million euros. We haven't sold a single penny worth of players. And I'm not seeing really any of this rejuvenation in the squad that that, that kind of money should bring in. Um, well, well, they did sign. I mean, I, I don't know about that because I, I like, uh, I'm, I'm liking Sasha Bowie, for example. And, okay, uh, Sasha Bowie, that's true. He, he was a brilliant 
scouting uh, finds so, so far, you know, he cost a million uh, euros. He's 20 years old. He's been very impressive. Um, he's been very impressive. But, you know, of, of that, there's still another 19 million to go. So we spent seven on, um, on uh, Chica, which is a lot of money, as, as we spoke about before the show. Yeah. To, to spend yeah. On an six six and a half on, on Chica Dow, right? If you, if, you, if you remember that Wesley Snyder was signed for seven and a half million over mm-hmm. lunch uh, back yeah, so, but yeah, that, that should be the barometer of, of it's true. Of but you need to keep down. you also need to keep in mind that you're paying like like you were paying Snyder like four and a half million a year, whereas Chicago yeah, Dallas probably true. I don't know how much he's making, but he's probably making like a million or something. True. Uh, also, true, the but- finances in football, I feel like it's so easy to not understand them in these last five years because like like certain guys go for so much less than they would have five years ago, and then other guys go mm. for like. 35 times more you know like we're, we're yeah, really in strange times financially. Yeah. true true yeah it's very hard to keep track of any pattern in that respect yeah, but, but 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 but, but no but with, i still agree with you though i know, I know yeah. exactly what you mean yeah All it's right. just frustrating because there's there's the, the whole push for spending on the 20 million on new players plus the whole project youth that's been kicked off in our, in our transfer policy and yet we still had to watch jim bomb against randers playing the likes of arza babel Faguli, uh, Babel, who's like 35, Falcao mm. comes on. Is this guy for sale or is he not for sale? I mean, what happened to to our, to, to the project setup? What mm. happened to Barish who we signed from Ankara for for a million uh, euros? So I don't, I haven't seen him play yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we if we're pushing through this transfer policy of youngsters and and, and spending on uh, you know the, all these other guys, why do we still have to see Arda Faguli, Babel play? play? Yeah, I find that very frustrating. But but in spite of all of that, I still don't think that Terim has a game plan in mind. I mean, there's really fundamental issues with regards to this season. I, I think that the squad is good. Um, it's very good. It's good enough to compete. I don't know if it's quite as good as Besiktas and Trabzon in terms of their fluidity and the way everyone's coming together so quickly for you guys. But I, I do think Galatasaray should be wiping the floor with with teams that have played this season. And we've really struggled in each case. So I'm, 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 I'm very worried. Can I hear your thoughts quickly on the Markau Kerem? Yeah, debacle? I mean, like, where do you stand that, I mean, on well, what should happen? I, I mean, I was absolutely shocked at what I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, and I tweeted instantly saying Markau should be kicked out and should be transfer listed immediately because this is completely unacceptable behavior. Never seen anything like it to attack your own player, headbutt, and then two punches during a game. I mean, this tantamount to assault. I mean, Kerem yeah. could surely go and go to police if he wants to. Um, yeah. And as Terim said after the game, we'll sort about we'll sort it internally. I don't think he has the luxury to say that because this is this is a TFF matter. It's uh, potentially even a, something more serious, like I said. So TFF giving him an eight match ban, I think, is just about right. It could have been worse. Could have been worse. Could have been ten. Could have been yeah. more. And it, no one would have really said anything. I, I think then, the maximum was ten. Like was it, it the max? Okay. I, I think according to the rules, it was f- between five and and ten. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, so for, I, I think for, it's... For yeah. Assault. Yeah. yeah. And, and look, and let, let's be honest here. If, because it's Markao doing it to Kerem, some Galatasaray fans are coming out saying, oh, t- eight matches are too harsh, TFF is against us. But if it's, if it was Serdar Aziz in a Fenerbahce show who did the same thing, mm-hmm. everyone would be calling for a whole season ban. So we have to <laughs> approach it, you know, objectively with a cool head. I think eight games is, is fair and could have been worse. Could have been worse. And I'm really disappointed. I don't know if, I don't know if I want to see him again. And how do you feel about Kedem? Because there's a part of me that feels like, at the very least, you have to get to the bottom of what it was that set Markow off, right? Absolutely, like, yeah. Also true. Also true. That hasn't been discussed at all. I mean, something must have happened to trigger 
uh, Marco. Yeah. It was something about the shush gesture that it looked like Kerem was doing. I don't know what it was about. Was it, maybe he wasn't defending enough or he said something. Um, but there was obviously a trigger there, which hasn't been discussed, not by Terim, not by Kerem, and not by Marcao in his own uh, apology. So yeah. it's a really strange situation, really strange. I mean, so the reason I asked is because I, I'll i be, um, you know, a kind rival, if you will, but I really think the Super League would not benefit from either one of those guys not being in it. You know, Kerem Akhtarkov is a fantastic I mean, sort of prospect, you know, in the Turkish sense. I mean, he's a little old, but but he's certainly incredibly talented, obviously. And yeah. Markan was probably your guys' best defender all around, yeah. and he's a fantastic addition to the league as well. He's probably one of the league's best defenders, in fact. Agree. Certainly in the top five. Um, so I don't. I hope that this can be resolved. And the reason I asked about the like, Kedem side is I hope that. Um, you know, I hope that they really like look into what whatever it was that set it off and like resolve it between the two guys. Because yeah. that's just even as your as a rival who would love to see you guys falter, right? Like that's that's not the way I want to see it done. I want to see it done yeah. with us scoring on you guys in a way that's just just mentally torturous for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there can yeah, be yeah, no excuses after the season. Like, yeah, but our players were crazy. No, no, no. It has yeah, to yeah. Be no, 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 no. No, but I mean, I completely agree with you. And I even said to some friends of mine, like, what you know, what what would we do if this was Vida doing this? You know, like, would we just want them to to terminate his contract? No, I mean, exactly. especially yeah. with Marcao, who's like what 24, 25. He's one of the most valuable players that Galtzray have. Like. On one end, I'm like, if this was Ryan Donk, for example, I'm pretty sure it would be over for him. But you can't really. F- yeah. I don't think like some people will look at hip- look at that like it's, like it's hypocrisy. But I think you need to be realistic about it. Like for Galsarai, what like they can they can set an example and like suspend the guy and drop him from the squad completely, which I think they have done for the time being. Um, but like at the end of the day, like he is. Right now, you know, probably Galtrice's most valuable player. I think he is. Yeah. Although in doing so, he's he's obviously massively diminished his own. Oh player. yeah, 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 for sure. Any right. any, well, any yeah. t- team who wants to play like won't want to play like that in their team a troublemaker. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. Like that. that so that's something. But some... you're right. You don't want to deflate your asset entirely. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is why I said that he should have been a, a, res- a resolution is to be transferred. So extract the value from the player and get him out of the team if he's going to cause problems. I think. That's unrealistic given the timelines of the mm-hmm. transfer window and everything. Yeah, yeah. So probably the next best compromise is to have him sit out for an extended period of time, have a resolution and make that resolution public so the public aren't always second guessing what's going on in the dressing room because that will create a cloud of, you know, shit over yeah. the team. So I also also saw some crazy, crazy, crazy reactions come out uh, from, from, from Galtzray's chairman like saying that, that he thought that uh, the punishment was unlawful by the TFF, but they that they won't appeal it. Yeah, yeah but, like, it, it's almost... all a big conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That, that felt I, I very think, tone deaf. I think the situation is just such an odd one, because if, if it was Marcao, like, fighting with, uh, with with a person from, from the other team, you could, you know, maybe excuse it a little bit, but because it's an internal issue now that it's brought up, uh, you know, in, into the open... And um, as you guys already said, Marco is probably the best defender in the team, and he's easily worth like eight or ten million euros. So you can't just, you know, you have to be honest. You have to look at it from a financial side. You can't just throw him away like it's uh, like like he's nothing. 
and um, you know you can't also um, blame it on Kerem because he's one of the one of the more promising boys in the team. So it's 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 probably you know what whatever the chairman did, whatever Terim uh, should have done, uh, it, it's always going to be bad, you know. And talking about how the TFF decision is odd because they they announced it before the game is just Turkish uh, mentality of being you know the eternal victim and uh, to, to, yeah. to, to shift well. the blame, you know. That's true. It is odd to do it during the game at halftime, knowing that the players are going to find out about this in the dressing room. Like, it, 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 I mean, it they shouldn't really. Like, they shouldn't be on their phones during halftime. Quite well, frankly, that's true. But, but, but still, it's just the time. It is a suspect timing. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's a conspiracy against Dallas right because of this. I mean, I hate the TFO. I think we're all united in our... Yeah, I, yeah. if anything, it's just uh, a typical mismanagement of these yeah. morons who yeah. have no business being. On yeah. that side of football, and like not a single one of them. Right. I, I, right. Exactly. I still don't know the conclusion of this whole uh, foreign limit uh, debacle, by the way, because like the clubs unanimously appealed against it and, and said, like, like, even threatened to not start the league, but that seems to all have just died down. Like, the I, conclusion I, on my end is again. They should all be shot into the sun. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Bravo, bravo. And uh, like even like yesterday or something, one of the the chairmen of the second division even said like, yeah, the the prices of of, of domestic players has dramatically increased already. Uh, yeah. It just goes to show you like this this entire like I I don't understand the logic behind this uh, behind that, but that's something yeah. for a different uh, episode, I think. Uh, so, uh, Ezra. Um, and, and guys in general, what do you guys like outside of the top four, right? We can we can talk more about that in a bit. But what do you guys think, you know, beyond the obvious Mario Balotelli transfer? But which are some of the transfers uh, this summer that have caught your eye? Uh, let's start with you, Jakub, because you haven't uh, spoken too much. Um, I think that the one that flew under a lot of radars is uh, is Ahmed Musa to Karagümrük. Um, mm. I, yeah, I, yeah, tot- yeah. I totally forgot that he was there, but um, you know they they he played his first game for the team and he immediately scored and I and I was you know I was shocked because I always um, expected him to come to Turkey, but I but I thought you know it it would probably be um, one of the top four teams will drastically overpay him and you know mm-hmm. try to uh, try to make uh, you know fans happy with it. Like at and the end of the window. Yeah, <laughs> when and the what first three options fail. <laughs> yeah, and what also yeah. surprised me, he's only 28. I really thought he was like 32 or something. So, um, you know, Karagümrük did last year. Uh, last year they did okay. Um, I think that they uh, they went to a through a pretty pretty good transfer season. They also got Benatia, who, who used to play at Juventus. He is. Uh, 34 years old, you know, Biglia did really good last year. There was even talks about him going to Fener. Um, you know, I think that even though they might have a, 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 an older an older core, you know, um, I think that they will do pretty okay. And um, Ahmed Musa, as I said, probably because Balotelli is the bigger name and the bigger uh, bigger personality in, in, you know, in football, I think he overshadowed his transfer a little bit and he's going to surprise um a lot of fans because I, I, I can already see Karagümrük playing against the Galatasaray, Fener, Beşiktaş or Trabzon and they, you know, they 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 concede a goal from Ahmet Musa and everybody's going like, oh my God, I can't believe that our stupid board didn't get him for free. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. I can already see it. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, now that you mentioned it, we could have used him. We, we've, we're still, I mean, I guess now that we got Batsman, I can't say that anymore. But certainly for the first, like, Two months of this window, I, I was stressing about it. 
Interesting. I'd say uh, another good, good transfer that slipped on the radar is Andrea Poli, who signed for Antalya Sport from uh, Bologna. I think he was the captain there. I played about three, four years, and then before that he was at Milan, made over 100 appearances. And he's only 31, so mm-hmm. he's still got a lot of legs, and he's got tons and tons of experience at top level in Italy. He played think he, he was capped for Italy four or five times as well. So he, he could be a great signing in Antalya. I bet he's, uh, he's delighted to be, to, be, to be moving to the Turkish coast. Yeah, and that seems to be a little bit of a trend, right? The last two or so years that there's a lot of more players from Serie A coming to uh, to, the, right. to the Turkish league. Like that didn't happen before. And no, now, that's true. It's we, a new thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I like and it. Not to mention they're journalists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk too Suddenly much about that. Suddenly they're very interested. In them. <laughs> I mean, they. To be fair, like the Italian journalists have been very interested in Turkish clicks for a couple of years now. Um, and they, they, they clearly still uh, they have expanded on that uh, this 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 uh, transfer window with a lot of exclusives and a lot of uh, in the know Italians about Turkish and negotiation that go nowhere. Um, yeah, no, but, 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 all right. So for me, my my transfer um, quickly. I just I, I wanted to mention a guy for on Trabzon because I'm I'm sure Jakub, being a decent fellow, didn't want to call out his own team, but I really think that Cornelius could be a huge move for the Super League. He really, like, you know, I, I've seen little of him just in that match yesterday, but he seems like he has the profile and the kind of size physically uh, that he could really make a, an immediate impact in the Super League, I, I thought. Also, I was, I mean, I, you probably overpaid for Dodokan, but I thought that was a really good fit. Yeah, the... if, if you can find a place for him, I, if you put him in as a right back, I guarantee that you will be happy. I, I told him that, and he was like, "What? Are you crazy?" I was like, "No, trust me." <laughs> I, I, I really, I really didn't know because I all the times that I saw him play at Besiktas, he, he was a midfielder. You know, I, I'm I'm happy with Dorukan, but as you as as I said multiple times, and as uh, as you guys heard me say multiple times, I think that the wages are going a little bit out of control. I think uh, yeah. all is on his last term, so he's, you know, throwing everything at the wall and hope it sticks. Yeah. But especially a player like Dorukan, he's getting like, I don't even remember. It was such a big, big number that I, you mm. know, it... 1.6 or something? I, I'm sorry? 1.6, I think, right? Yeah, something probably like something like that. And, you know, um, for as for Cornelius, I think that he has some unbelievably, unbe- unbelievably big uh, shoes to fill. I think that with mm. um, you know the way Sirlot played with us, every fan mm-hmm. is hoping for a repeat, and it's going to put a lot of pressure in him. Um, we saw how horrible Afobe was last year. He was one of the worst strikers that I ever see uh, in in you know in the jersey. Yeah, um, I think but, he was your rebound. I think Cornelius is the real deal. I hope so. Back, I really baby. hope so, man. Because you know, as you said yesterday, uh, he he did really good. He did really he did really well yesterday. Um, his first goal uh, is reminiscent of the goal that uh, that uh, Serlo scored against uh, Sparta Prague last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the year before, sorry. So I I hope so. You know, I'm I'm never too hopeful with uh, with with the things that Trabzonspor do because they always tend to backfire. But um, <laughs> low low expectations, high uh, you know high chance of uh, being happy. That's well, it. so what yeah. what I liked so much about Cornelius is that his physical profile is one that he's not. That's not going to diminish. Like even if he's in poor form, he can still body yeah. like three quarters of the Super League. You know, like I. I mean, whether he puts it into the back end of the net, that's the question. But based on what he did yesterday, it, it, it 
looks good at the very least. It looks promising, we can say. Uh, but yeah, no doubt you want to see for sure. You want to see that happen over a few games. Do you have a pick uh, outside the top four, Sinan? Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. You did say outside the top four. Well, so I was actually going to mention Adana, and you said, then you said, besides Adana. <laughs> but, well, besides, well, Balot- I was gonna say- besides Balotelli, I mean, uh, like they well, were. So, yeah, I really like on Adana Demirspor. They got this guy named Asom Balonga. I don't yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I'm. I really yeah. like him, and he, I think, will go under a lot of radars, but. Similarly, I think his physical profile is such that, you know, if he can find a bit of technique, uh, he could he could actually be quite impactful. And generally, I thought Adana looked. I thought this could be a good segue into the Fener match since we don't have a representative over there. But um, I was pretty impressed with Adana. I gotta say, mm-hmm. like they 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 held their form. I thought they looked the more likely to score in the first half of that match. Yeah. Obviously, you know, Uzil coming out of the gates in the second half got the job done for them, but. Even even in the second half, they were they were knocking on the door. I thought yeah, most Alt- of Altai were... Altai played a great game. Uh, he did. He got yeah. forced into making quite a few good saves. Yeah, I mean, early on in the season, now he's he's, he's already uh, put his name in the hat there for goalkeeper of the year. I think. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's the only one starting the season out in in top top form uh, so far with Muslera and then uh, definitely uh, having a couple of hiccups. And uh, and Urjan yeah. not necessarily hiccups, but you know, like not having had the greatest Euros. Although I I feel like he got way too much criticism for that, uh, and and he hasn't like like me and Jakub were talking off earlier, like his his early pre early season dip a little bit, but uh, Altai uh, impressing out of the gates, uh, yeah, and and definitely I think helping Fenner to to a win there uh it was a was For a tough sure. tough away game against Adana maybe Fenner a little lucky that it comes so early because Adana did do a lot of transfers and it, it, it maybe will take them a little bit of time to mesh but uh, I'm yeah. not looking forward to that away game uh no, they were sure. tough in that friendly too and I thought mm. well it's a friendly we're missing I mean still we we haven't played with uh you know Alex Teixeira or um our striker who's Batshuayi now mm-hmm. but uh yeah you know, still, Adana looked solid enough in other in, in sort of every facet of the match that I thought, uh oh, this might not just be um, yeah. another, you know, what, what Antalya Sport type of kind of signing old big name type thing yeah. that Turkish teams have always done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might have had a vision there. I don't know. Uh, how, how much are they paying Balotelli a year, though, uh, Adana? Like, it's quite a lot, I imagine, right? Anyone? I thought, like, something above three. Oh. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. A... because him, he's he's getting that, and uh, Belanda is also getting like like three point three million or something. Really? Wow, Sheesh. crazy. <laughs> but uh, the Adana Adana chairman has a couple of uh, ties to. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is he, he is government tied. So even if uh, even if Adana break the bank and they demolish the the, the transfer limit, there's no way that you yeah. know. It, which is curious anything. though, because Adana Demirspor kind of known as a as a leftist club, and then they have uh, yeah, AKP ties and some, going the wrong way. Some other ties. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it's, it's curious. Um, yeah, uh, well, let's uh, let's talk about uh, the, the transfer seasons of the of the big clubs then quickly. Like Fenerbahce, not much. Um, they didn't really do a yeah, lot of what movement. Is, what are they doing, by the yeah, way? Who do they sign? Yeah, I mean, I, I I guess they are kind of in a position where they they kind of feel 
Last season Last we, uh, we did a lot. Plus they're in Europe now this season, and they're already having troubles like m- being able to register players for the Europa League. Like they they just loaned out Ozan Tufan to Watford now, which made uh, some financial space for them to actually be able to to register. I think Pelkas and stuff. Um, yeah, with an option. And 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 then I mean, they they were forced to sign uh, sign Samata for like six million euros yeah. with, with one of the worst deals in history, mm-hmm. as Trump mm-hmm. would say it. But you know, I, I think I think they actually started pretty okay. They got Serdar Dursun when nobody thought that he was going to come to Turkey. Um, I think that he's he's a pretty good uh, pretty good backup. I don't think he's a starting uh, player. And uh, being being Turkish, he can also you know, uh, he's also not a part of the of the foreign limit. Um, and they got that uh, that that Korean guy that is pro- that is oh, supposed yeah. to be pretty good the defender. But uh, and Burak Burak Kapajak from Bursa. Yeah, who's uh, supposed to be a big talent? Yeah, he had really but, good stats last you season. You know, not not no really big uh, big transfers. Yeah, like Stephen Cocker, and he's immediately shown the door already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they I mean, get and they not s- only that, but a number of guys have been shown the door, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, a lot of the guys they kind of overpaid last year for have had to cook and contract did not get extended and then Janner eric like the, i thought it was a little little funny though because uh Janner and, and, and sosa v- too right sosa's that uh no sosa not, is yet, still there. not yet but like uh, the first time around him. vitor was at uh, vitor Pereira was at Fenerbahce had uh falling out with Janner and dropped him from the squad and stuff and like early on when Pereira got presented like they were showing these pictures of Janner and and vitor like you know doing the doing the 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 macho handshake uh, yeah like hugging and stuff like you know, yeah. hugging but not hugging yeah 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 like oh look look at these guys if kissed and made up it's all good and then you know like a month later Janner basically removed from the squad and showing the door door which I think is still I I, I think is stupid like I've I've always I even said to 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 Jakub like you guys should probably go for Janner and I wasn't even kidding. You know, I I mean, I, honestly, quite frankly, I take him back. Like maybe not on a big deal, but like, you know, squad depth, why not? You know, he's not the best defender sure, but I wouldn't just cuz I wouldn't want him to take the advance. No, yeah, I mean, but you know, I mean, I think yeah, I know what you mean. On yeah. paper, like theoretically. Yeah, yeah, on paper, yeah, yeah. like he's still a good player and um, yeah, I mean, I understand maybe Vitor Pereira doesn't want to play with him, but I did have the feeling last season that he played a pivotal role in the fact that they were in the title race for as long as they were. And, like, in the first half of the season, their, their, their stretch of 10, 15 games in the beginning of the season, he, he he had a lot of assists, and he was really important for them. And those points ended up, you know, helping them at the end of the season to still be involved in the title race. Like, um, yeah, I... I get that Vito Pereira has different plans, but yeah, I mean, I don't understand. Like, why do you sign, for example, Stephen Cocker, and then like a month later decide to just send him? Like, you want you want rid of him again? Like, that doesn't yeah, make so any what's sense. What's the deal, by the way? Is he? I think he's on like one point two million a year for three years, so they they yeah they'd have to pay I him. Taken him? Crap, man. I mean, yeah, the, not defending. for that money. I wouldn't yeah, have taken that the, money. The thing was that they also said, like, they made the uh, an announcement on the on the site saying that um, you know the the future that was before Pereira was announced that the future uh, coach already you know agreed to the transfer, so there should be no issue. And then like two or two or three weeks later, he was he is gone. So it's I I think that. Um, you know, Ali Koch started started with a with a with a good uh, head on his shoulders, but mm-hmm. uh, the 
the, the way he keeps going, I think that he's going to, you know, crash and burn. Really do you hard. remember? Do you yeah. remember though? They were they were gonna like, it, it seemed all but done that they had signed Fonseca. Do you think that Fonseca maybe fell through at the last minute and that Vitor Pereira was Plan B? I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, because I mean... the Francesca wanted a lot of money and he wanted to bring his own staff. I think that um, his like yearly, um, you know, cost would be something around like five million or something. I thought for just you know the staff mm. and um, coach probably looked at it and looked at how how awful um, the, the Turkish liras at the moment and decided to you know go with the old trust trusted one. Yeah, but I, 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 I don't, I don't even... think that Pereira is going to do okay. By the way, so mm. but you know, yeah, but what's what's okay? Is yeah, isn't Fener- you do isn't... think or you don't think? But is is that is that enough? I do, I do. Is that enough I for do. Fenerbahce this season? Top three, like, like no, it's not. Like no way. Given the, I mean, Mesut Özil and all that, and like last season, yeah, no way, and no th- way. Aren't they in a position where they it's kind of make or break for them? Yeah, I think so, they yeah. have to win. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm very surprised that they, like I I get downsizing right. Clearly they they over they, they had uh, eyes bigger than their stomach last season, right? But um, this year, I feel like that just puts all the more pressure on them to make sure that they kind of keep as much talent as they can, add that like maybe one or two pieces they really needed, and and just kind of go all out. But on the other hand, perhaps. Perhaps last season really hit them hard financially, right? Because mm-hmm. finishing where they did, having made all those investments, I mean, maybe they really don't have that option, on the other hand. So I don't, you know, I'm ambivalent on them. I feel I'm, like they really need to go for it, but I'm not sure they yeah. can. I was fully expecting for, for Ali Koch to come through with a couple of more under-the-table deals this, this summer mm-hmm. with a lot of, uh, you know, money under yeah. the... We're talking about Fenerbahce. He had to pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like she heard something again, and there she goes. Um, no, no, but like I, I did think I read a quote the other day from Ali Koch. Like, is the the Turkish transfer window is it ending after most of the European leagues? Do Do you guys? Ooh, he gets an ace up his sleeve. Ooh. No, I, I I seem to remember reading something along the lines of we we deliberately asked the TFF to. Let the the the, win, oh. the window last a little bit beyond the the other leagues, so that we can still make some deals in those last week, or something. Yeah, like I, I think you're right there. I believe uh, it ends on the seventh of September. Yeah, yeah, and most of the the other leagues will probably close on the first. Um, so it's possible that there's still a couple of players that didn't get offloaded in uh, in, in the transfer window that then suddenly become available at uh, discounted prices, and maybe uh, Ali Koch is planning on shopping in the discount mm-hmm. bin. Kind of the Abubakars, like remember yeah. last year? And yeah, really, yeah, Abubakar yeah. like made Gezal? our window last year. So. Yeah, Gazal. Gazal, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, Gazal was the Gazal was the, the the deadline day uh, move that ended up, uh, you know. So made. I think Alikoc is not done yet. But I mentioned Abubakar too because I think he's a guy who Porto would have liked to have offloaded, and I think it, it mm-hmm. sort of dawned on them that he was they, he was stuck, so they just let him go. Yeah, and that's how you know we could just swoop in, and and, and he yeah. ended up being. In that sense, a very valuable yeah. move, obviously. So I think Trabzon and Besiktas are probably largely done this window. Galatasaray, I expect. I don't know. Like Ozer, do you? What are you thinking? Like, what's mm. the, what's the latest that you're hearing? Is is Galatasaray still in the market for a specific yeah, position? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, if you look at the, as I mentioned before, we spent twenty million, but still, 
The striker position is still up for debate. We don't have a number 10. Uh, we, the, the wingers are kind of, I mean, I, I can't, I don't think we can easily say this is Galatasaray's 11. And Tareem referred to this in the um, press, post-match conference at the end of the game yesterday, saying that, you know, we still might sign players. So I don't know where this money is coming from. I don't know where this desire... Oh, well, um, I can answer that. Cover everything <laughs> up is from. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, according to the TFF limits, so Galatasaray's Champions League money from last year is counting toward their limit this year. And that's why you're seeing Galatasaray spending 20-something million, whereas uh, Besiktas, Fenerbahce, and, and Trabzon are spending like between 5 and 7 million. Uh, and the reason for that is because Galatasaray have that, 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 that movement space from the Champions League. And I also think that, I mean, this is how I would do it as if I was Burak Elmas probably, thinking, well, we won't have Champions League next season most likely. Even if we do... We'll have to play qualifiers, so it won't be a guarantee because uh, next yeah. season the champion has to play qualifiers. So I think what he's doing is actually kind of smart. Like in the past, we saw Galatasaray like spend big, but then go for older players. But now they're actually like I, I I've really like I said I really like Sasha Boy so, so far. Like we have to see how um, how Chikaldao pack uh, you know has an impact and and um, that yeah. uh, that defender from Copenhagen. Um, Nelson, yeah. Yeah, yeah, again, but, another big, big money, big yeah, money plan. But, but seven, young players, right? Like they're like yeah. 20, 22, 24. Like those are That's all moves right for, for, for the future. Like, I mean, also it depends yeah. on how they'll, how they'll uh, ultimately uh, end up uh, settling. But those are transfers for the next three, four, five years where you can build a new team around. And I, I kind of get then where. Sell them for. for you know, you can actually make a huge profit. Yeah, sell them or just build yeah. build the foundations of a team around it. Like you remember Besiktas in 2013-14, like they had that 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 skeleton of the team that ultimately ended up being the champions, like a couple of years down the road. You know, and uh, that's maybe what Galatasaray are trying to do now. At a and and this, I mean, it it doesn't feel like maybe. reckless spending to me. Like in the past, I've always felt like Galatasaray was quite reckless with their money, and now I kind of feel like. Yes, it's a lot of yeah. money, but they're investing it in players that are potentially going to be worth more in the future and, and still very young. I've actually it, been yeah. low-key jealous of you guys. Um, really? Really? Because of guys like Mohamed and now Sasha Bowie. You know, you guys are really getting the right profile for our clubs, I think, because we are at a point where, like, the, you know, the, the rest of the Super League are getting more money than they ever have before, and so they've been able to invest in ways they haven't. And we, having all the debts and the FFP stuff, have had to become way more creative. So yeah. I think your guys' approach is really... Like, we've done it minimally, vis-a-vis, like, Rosier, obviously, and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, and, and, and we've done a little more, I think, with our academy in, in terms of, like, Ersin and Ridvan than, than you guys. But Yeah, but that's also, on the like, other hand, <laughs> a once-in-a-blue-moon like, thing, right? Like, well, yeah. I know, and that's what I mean. It's not so sustainable, perhaps. I mean, it mm-hmm. should be, but on the other hand, yeah. given Turkey, it's not. But for you guys, like, that, I think for, for a transfer profile, that's spot yeah, on. I think that's what I, we need. I, I, get, I get your logic, absolutely, actually. And, and, and I'm trying to think of a way to, to, to word this delicately. But I think I'm not against the logic. Mm-hmm. I'm more questionable or fearful about the hands that these new players are going into. Yeah. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Do we have the right coaching staff to develop mm-hmm. these players and get the mm-hmm. best out of them? That's fair. Or are they going to waste Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the one thing I would say. Like, I would have... If I was in Burak Elmas' shoes, then I would have probably gone for Okan in the summer. Right. 
and try to establish mm-hmm. not just a, yeah. a wholesale u- change. Exactly, yeah. like not just invest in 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 talented players, and in, yeah. but also invest in a new youthful coach. Like I mean, Okan, let's say it doesn't. Okay, it can. It's always possible it doesn't work out. But let's say that you can. That, that Okan does work out. I'm not saying like win the league straight away and stuff like that, but you can build something over yeah. the course of a couple of years. Like Okan is what, 46 or something like that? 48? I think he's from 1973. It's so, like he's yeah. y- he's a young coach. He just won the league two years ago with Bashakshi here. Like he's proven himself already a little bit. He's he's without a club right now and like you know, that's a more modern brand. That's too. a guy that you can Absolutely. five years, ten years, you can build a, a new generation with him. Whereas with with Fatih Ten, I'm like realistically, I mean, it's Turkey, so maybe in ten years he'll still be uh, <laughs> coaching Galts, right? But like, I'm, realistically speaking, like this is the last couple of years of his career, right? Like, yeah, th- it he should be back on the NG by be. then. <laughs> and maybe well, another, maybe yeah, another no, stint I, at the national yeah, team, you're, you're. but. You're totally right. And he, he, he's also proven himself to a degree in Europe. Like we talked about this before the show when he was at Basakshi. Mm-hmm. He, his, he, he led them to winning 2-1 against United, which effectively knocked them out of the Champions League. That was match day three. Mm-hmm. He took them to the one stage below the behind the quarterfinal in the Europa League. If mm-hmm. it wasn't for the COVID break and everything, yeah. uh, maybe things would have changed. They were 1-0 up, if I'm not mistaken, against Copenhagen in yeah. the first leg. So, you know, he's proven his credentials. He's got. The, he's also won the league. What more can you ask for? And and he's come up from the last time. What more can you ask for exactly. from the yeah, future the of, the, point, of the club? Uh, yeah. And and that's 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 big potentially a big missed opportunity for the club. I'm not. I don't know how good Okan is with young players. That's that's a different matter. I'm I'm not sure. Like I mean, like let's let's be honest. Like he didn't. It's not like he had a young team at Bashakshi here. True. So yeah. that's 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 something like. But I don't know, like, I, I think it's worth more investing in that. Like, I, I don't feel like with Fatih Terim, like, the, his track record the last uh, six years or so, like, has he really made any players better? Like, apart from the odd exception? Like, who mm-hmm. has he really enhanced? Like, he's always well, just had to... really good players, and yeah. 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 Well, and to circle back to your point about Okan, too, like, I'm less worried about his ability to deal with youngsters just based on the fact that he, like I was sort of saying earlier, he he plays a much more modern brand of football. And so mm-hmm. even if he's not like, um, you know, man-to-man or whatever, like great with the kids, at least he's trying to play a brand of football that they're going to want to play in and that sort of suits suits their era and their generation. So I feel like even just that fact alone puts him in better yeah. standing with youngsters. At least in Fatih Terim. Hmm. Yeah, agree, agree. And uh, what about you, Jakub? Uh, your feelings about uh, how the Trabzonsport team are coming together? Uh, also, you know, I think you ended it last season on a pretty positive note with uh, Abdullah Avci doing quite well with, with Trabzonspor. Um, what, what are your expectations this season with the transfers that you did make? And, and just in general, how are you feeling about the team? Um, I am I'm, I'm quite optimistic. Um because I, I can never fully trust trust Trabzonspor because I probably have my heart broken for the last 20 years plus. So, you know, it it, it forms a little bit. Um, I think that um, we did we did pretty well. The only thing that I'm really um, worried about is what I also said before, is that the, the, the new transfers have pretty 
I mean, you won't, you won't, they aren't like Falcao or Belanda wages, but they are still, they add up. If you play, if you pay everyone 2.1, 2.2 million a year, it starts to add up. But, um, you know, on the other side, the, the, the Hamsik and uh, Gervinho contracts, which are like 2.2 and 2.1 million a year are only two year deals. So Mm -hmm. they, you aren't stuck for, for a long time, you know? Um, but I think that we did well. I, we, we we are still in contention to get um to get a defender um there was that one guy that was playing at 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 uh, at Brugge, i think uh, simon simon daly or something like that that mm-hmm. he was he was linked a lot with Trabzonspor that fell through and now they are supposedly going back for it um i think we still need a left back um i you got I, ismail kubashi man yeah i like i like ismail i think that ismail is <laughs> It's yeah, great yeah. at what he does, but you don't, you don't, you don't need to spread him too thin. You know, I think he's a Umut Bulut type of player, um, not the greatest player, but you know, runs his uh, runs his lungs out and uh, can do that one particular thing very very well. You know, but I don't want him as a as as a starting left back, even though um, our starting left back should be Tronson when he is uh, when he's fully match fit. Um, you can even call him a new transfer, which I think it's it, he's he's pretty good. You know, he's a Tr- midfielder. I thought he was a midfielder. I was going to say, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's he's a midfielder, but he has played. He's he's the reverse uh, Dorukan. <laughs> he, he, he plays as a left back. Um, he he played a lot of positions back uh, mm-hmm. before we got him, and um, he can play. He can play pretty decent left back. And you know, Swiss being Army a knife natural, or Swedish yeah. Army knife. Yeah, or, or being he's a Norwegian utility, Norwegian. utility yeah. player. Norwegian. Yeah, and you know, yeah. being a midfielder, having that vision, you know, having that passing know-how helps a lot when you're. Mm-hmm. Uh, sport tend to play with attacking backs, so. You know, um, I think it's a. I think it's a good transfer season. I'm I'm very happy that we finally got Cornelius. We got Koita for way too much money. Mm-hmm. He earns like 1.4 million, and he's he has been injured like the day, uh, he, he 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 was transferred. Um, yeah, that was a weird one. <laughs> yeah, it's I just, mean, I, just don't mention not it. necessarily getting him, but like just the money being paid that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, the, I told I told that famous Bishkek friend of mine, and he's uh, he, he said, yeah, that's like the the Fikret Orman way of transferring. You know, um, they are giving massive wages, but they are saying, yeah, but at least we didn't pay any pay any transfer fees. You know, I think that that's um, <laughs> yes. I think that's what Trabzonspor is going to trying to do. Yeah. But doesn't um, work. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I I still think that Urjan should go. Um, I, I I really wish him a big transfer. And um, there was some rumored interest from Lille, right? And and Lille was supposedly interested in both Urjan and and Altai because they their yeah. goalkeeper went to Milan to replace yeah, Donnarumma, who went to PSG. Yeah, but they already got a goalkeeper like two days ago. Or ah, something. okay. I think that with Urjan there is a lot of interest, but Trabzonspor doesn't want to, you know, give him away for peanuts, so to say. And mm. because he is like the next be- next big transfer after Yusuf, um, they are really trying to do, trying to, you know, take 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 everything that they can, which I can understand. But it's you know it's starting to annoy me a little what, what bit. What would you say is an acceptable fee for for Urjan? I mean, if you get like fifteen. Uh, 15 plus yeah. it's okay yeah if you that's can, a lot for can. a goalkeeper yeah but you know he's, he's worth it i think if you can get him for like 15 plus um i, I kind of like the transfer that yusuf did like 15 um and then you tack on like uh, an appearances bonus so if he plays 40 games or something you get another meal 
and then you get like 20% or 15% from the next sale and that's okay. But I know, was going to say 15 when when I when he asked you that question that was the first number that popped into my head so Yeah, because I support you. you know, Tur Turkish fans tend to be emotional and then they tend to overrate their their players and they think that every player is at least like 30 million but you know it, <laughs> you, you have to be you have to be realistic. I mean you know, the, if if I'm honest I think 15 is a lot. I think it's too much for a goalkeeper. Like, well, bear in mind, dude, uh, Doan Alemdar, right, who was just bought by Rennes from uh, Kaiser, right? He went for like seven mil, was no, it? No, no, three seven? and a half. No, 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 three, like, like three and a half. 3.5. Wait, oh, I thought it was like but, six. No, no, maybe, no, no. It was, yeah, but maybe it was a different currency. 3.5 plus 20% <laughs> on next sale. Yeah, the, 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 sell, the next sale bonus is just unbelievable. You know, the clause, mm. the, the, the 15 or 20%, that's that's the way that you're getting your money, you know, because he has to play like 10 good games in, in France and he, he probably doubles his value definitely yeah. but the thing is with gold like i like for, for yusuf you got you got you guys got like 18 million for yusuf right but then like i i like no matter how good urjan is i think 15 is a lot for a goalkeeper like for for years buffon had the the, the record of being the most expensive goalkeeper for 25 million euros and that's that record stood for like 15 years or something in the yeah, last and couple of years broken like twice in one transition. <laughs> yeah 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 so, but i mean th then who are who is breaking those records like we have to look at who, who are the the realistic clubs that are going to be going after someone like urjan that's going to be like the the mid to sub top in france right and those teams yeah. aren't paying 20 million euros for a goalkeeper they're not paying 15 million euros right they're paying like seven eight nine maybe ten you know they're not like i think that's kind of where where, where trapsonspor may be making a mistake like the same thing i, I feel the same way about Ersin, for example like Ersin, obviously not at the level that ujan is at but like i think if you can get like a seven eight million for Ersin, that's a good fee because i want 10 he's a goalkeeper yeah i mean i want 10 i want 12 you know but like you're not gonna get that realistically they don't pay that type of money for goalkeepers most of but the well, time bear in mind with urjan too that he is sort of the established starter for the turkish national team yeah. which yeah. which you know bearing in mind their their faltering yeah in, i mean i the, think the, the bad euro, euros euro, that turkey i think i think yeah, urjan is very much the victim of of the bad euros that uh, turkey played i think if turkey would have yeah, had I a good I don't think he bears the brunt for that, honestly. And I think at the end of the day, that sort of them being propped up as a dark horse and all of that, and especially being notorious for their defense, probably benefits him more. Like, I think you can be like, ah, oh, whatever, it was a bad tournament for the whole team. It's probably not his fault individually or something. Like, I think you could, you could excuse paying a little more for what you would assume to be instantly a starting keeper and being as young as he is. You know, I, if you're I a big think enough club, you're you underestimating. Keep him, you I think know? you're underestimating that because, like, Ujan, like in against Italy, like his footwork got a little bit exposed. Like, I think it's it's unfair the criticism he's received. But I do think that if let's say Lille or or Nice or something, they they pay 15 million euros. I think a lot of people in France are going to say, "Wait, you're paying that much money for that goalkeeper that doesn't know how to kick a ball." Like I think there's gonna be a like a lot of a lot of scrutiny of that transfer if if he goes for that much. I think clubs are aware of that. I, I don't think you should underestimate that. Um, I think if if Ujan yeah. had played a good, there's the donkey. <laughs> if if Ujan had played a good Euros, I think he would have gone for 15 million probably. But um, like he, he's yeah suffering the the entire team. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I, you know, I think that he's also stuck um, 
because you have players like Onana who are pretty much in a, you know, they are free. Um, yeah. did, he, did, did Onana transfer? No, he didn't. didn't I he? think Lyon wanted him, right? But he's not allowed to play yet, is he? Yeah, so, you know, players like him, the, the, the goalkeeper market is just a little bit oversaturated. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the good goalkeeper market that you can get for a decent fee. So I think that... He's he's kind of a victim, if you can call him a victim, mm. um, of the of those circumstances. But um, you know, I, I I tend to be uh, I tend to be realistic when it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to transfer fees. I I, I like to think that I uh, that I tend to be. But um, yeah, you know, I don't think that the twenty million is way too much. I think that fifty million is is is, is okay. Um, but I yeah, I kind I kind of can can agree with you that. Um, I'm not saying he's not worth it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just thinking that it's it's a player from the Turkish league. If you look at the record fees paid for players from the Turkish league, like 15 million would put him right up there in the top five or something, you know, of all-time highest transfer fees. Um, You could argue that he's probably the right type of profile to to be one of those guys, given already his relatively high profile, his age, etc., right? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I mean, I it, it, logically, right? If I'm a big club, if I'm playing FIFA, for example, <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, you know, a Lyon, not 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 a top tier club, but that kind of like yeah. second slash third tier, you know, um, I, I feel like getting a guy like Urjan, you know, you know, you're putting in a bit of an investment, but it's it's like theoretically, you know, if everything works out, and of course that's true of any transfer, um, it's like buying the backbone of your team for. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're a big enough club, maybe for the next 15 years. But right? is is the, the, the lack of interest for Urjan comparable for the, the seeming lack of interest for Kyle Lahren, for example? Like That's also mm-hmm. something that's kind of baffling me, the fact that clubs aren't lining up for him and aren't lining up for Urjan and aren't lining up for... Um, yeah, who else? <laughs> There's a couple of those those guys. But like for me, Lahren and, and Urjan are probably the biggest. And Altai maybe also to an extent. Well, yeah, there was talks uh, um, about Altai and a potential inter move, but you know, I I think that a lot of the a lot of the news that are that that filters down to social media tends to be just you know hopeful hopeful of uh, of, of a move, and um, you know just just guesstimating so to say, and <laughs> you know I think nice I I think that. Um, they, they they will find the transfers. I do, you know. Now that you mentioned it, I do find it pretty odd that um, that Larin has no connections to any team, mm. or you know. Is, it, is that I, a, is that, a, a, is that an Mbappé? Is that an Mbappé mini, like a mini Mbappé, where Mbappé is just refusing to extend yes. and just yeah, knows just knows he's going to Real Madrid already next season? Maybe Larin has. I think Kyle has, Larin basically <laughs> said, "Don't put in your bids yet. My contract's running out, and I can." join you know whoever yeah, who I knows want. like maybe he wants a, a, a chance in the champions league this season and next season he goes to marseille or something you know for yeah. free and he because uh, marseille it. actually that, that's maybe, maybe exactly the club marseille or everton are the two that i've heard a few rumors I about mean, over the I, last, I, I don't think everton months. will be signing a, a bishop striker anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> <I forgot laughs> <laughs> that's right you know I don't think that's they true. want to burn themselves twice uh, with all the respect, there was another you know, another British like was it like Burnley or something there was a smaller English side that was mm. have you guys seen uh, I mean I know Umut's pointed it out a few times but what do you think of uh, Watford's midfield 
Yeah, they got Kuchka, they got uh, Ozan, and uh, Etebo, Etebo, right? Yeah, Etebo, yeah. Kuchka, Ozan. It's like Tupo. former Super League. Yeah, yeah. And then who? Trio. They still have a defender, Ekongo, Ekong, uh, what's his name? Also another Super League player. I think Watford are going to relegate this season. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that where you're going with Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. I, I don't think uh, that, that midfield is not very promising, I think. I mean, no, I, you know, I, I, I am a... You know, I'm a big fan and a hater of Ozan Tufan. Like, I think when he's playing to his potential, he's he's a fantastic player, but he's such a lazy bastard, man. Like, yeah, I, if he's not you know, chubby. I, you know, I heard again that he that he came to the training camp. He was overweight again yeah, and stuff like that. Oh, I just, man. you know, it infuriates me that as a as a professional footballer, you know, I'm not in the greatest shape of my life, but I don't get paid to be. Yeah, no. So exactly. I have that excuse, but you know, Ozan, <laughs> on a, me too, on a and I'm sticking day, to it. <laughs> also on a great day is really good but you know it's so hard to mo- motivate him and we we saw that he didn't have the best euros either yeah i just yeah, hope I for his sake that he does well i thought he had a bad euros like for ujan i think is he kind of the, the victim of the most from. yeah i mean not the most but like for me ujan was kind of for the victim the most, of the bad team say. performance but ozan was for me one of the main short times sticking out like just walking the entire time not giving a rat's ass and just being yeah. like yeah Ozan on the, that was just I don't understand how you can go to the Euros represent your nation and then be that uninterested and Khan I, I'm sure you recall but last season in both of our encounters with Fenerbahce he just ripped us apart oh, like, yeah, the yeah, only yeah. reason he always the does. only reason they were competitive with us yeah. is because of him yeah, yeah, yeah. so I I literally put him on my fantasy team <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like Rodriguez. This does always well against yeah, Besiktas. Yeah. No. What is that? Is he just waiting wanted I mean, us to sign him? Like, what is that? It's yeah. it's funny because uh, Aaron's tweet uh, was like something like, uh, "Oh, this 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 tweet like uh, also not that like a thank you to the big Fenerbahce family, blah blah blah." And Aaron said something along the lines of, uh, "This won't age well or something in two years when he signs for Besiktas." And I was like, "Yeah, that's probably true." <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty confident that he's going to end up at Besiktas at some point. Because there's, I mean, let's be honest, like, he was going to go to Besiktas from Bursa. And, and and then Bursa leveraged that to get a better offer from Fener. And then kind of forced him to go to Fener because he wanted to go to Besiktas to continue with Channel. And I think it's just always been a a bad marriage because of that. Like, he... He's never had a coach. Like I think the biggest issue is he's never had a coach to kick him up his ass at Fenerbahce. Mm. He's ne- like I, I mean, mean, I guess Sergen could have been good for him, right? Sergen would have beat his I ass. I mean, Sergen <laughs> Sergen's the one that rehabilitated him at Alanyaspor. Like Fener were mm. ready to to bin him and, and give up on him, and he, they they sent him on loan to Alanya, and and Sergen's the one that rehabilitated him. If it wasn't for Sergen, Ozan Tufan's career would have been over. I mean, you know, over. You know what I mean. Yeah, and, and he, then, like Andrzej Zespor or something. Yeah, I mean, Ozan Tufan, just another example of why you shouldn't go after your rivals. You know, just you should. I mean, obviously, if you can, if you feel like it's a good sign, and go for him. You know, I'm not saying like if if Galatasaray are interested in, um, let's let's call Arda Kizilda from against Erbili and they need a central defender, and Bishtej are interested in Arda Kizilda and because they need a central defender, by all means. But like. Fenner have this tendency of going after players just because the other teams are interested, and they just, wanna... uh, just out of spite. Not not necessarily yeah. out of spite, but well, just to prevent yeah. a good player to go to another team. Like they did the same thing with Mehmet Topuz back in the day. They did the same thing with Miroslav Stoch. Uh, They've done it. Mehmet Topuz made the, they, they're my eternal 
rivals because of Nanetopu. Still, I still like I can't. <laughs> the most, go the most, the, I think the most ridiculous example is just like a, like a year or two ago. You remember when Sivaspor was at the top of the table in January, and they were gonna <laughs> sign Fallet, and Fenerbahce signed Fallet just so that <laughs> Sivaspor couldn't sign him. Like it's like you're you're you're, you're six hundred and sixty so million in debt, and you're wasting your money on that. It's ridiculous. Uh. It's fine. He's back in the league now, too, right? And Anderlecht used to do that as well huh, back in the day in Belgium. And look where they are now. <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah, Stop yeah. it. It's stupid. Just buy players that you need, not players that you don't want other pl- people to have. Uh, kings of pettiness, man. What are you gonna do? <laughs> we didn't. We weren't gonna do this, guys. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hey, so I, I, I had, a, I was, I was looking at um, Gaziantep's roster because we're playing them next, Besiktas. Yeah, and uh, I came across the name of Recep Niaz, who, mm. if anyone recalls, was once upon a time a Turkish Messi when he was like 18. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. One, one uh, of the failed guys at Fener. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, wanted to, I wanted to put together a little list of, of failed Turkish Messi's. You guys remember <laughs> Onur Bayramoglu, was it? There was a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, there's a number of... But, a, I don't know if he was a Turkish Messi, but yeah, he was... That might not be. There's another guy... There, at some point. There was a really... I can't remember the kid's name. It a really long name, and then he didn't... Completely I mean, yeah, you, you have the usual ones. You have like uh, Mohamed Demirges, one that I always yeah, like yeah. to quote. Um, Recep Niaz was one. You had that guy that played at played at Galatasaray back when um, when I think Emre Aydin, Enzo. Aydin Yilmaz? No, 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 not uh, not Aydin Yilmaz. He was he was, he was one too though. Uh, mm. I, if 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 uh, if Umut was here, he probably you know immediately. You had the Barish Memish. Yeah, Barish. Oh yeah, Bar- yeah, yeah. Barish Memish was. Supposed to be the next uh, Gök Deniz, but... yeah, 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 like those bi- next big things. Let's just call them the next big things, not necessarily even the next Messi's. Özcan Özgürcan was one, Jafercan Aksu was one, Jafercan Aksu, yeah, yeah, yeah. Batu Ankaradinis, of course, was one of those next big things, not the uh, next Messi, but you know, the next he's, big he's thing. destroying yeah, yeah. with Hekimol at this moment, yeah, in, in the third, like fourth, third or fourth league, league. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, My co host for the uh, on the Black Eagles podcast is a huge Mohamed Demirji <laughs> fanboy still yeah. he's yeah. always like he's actually really good in, in the what league what league one like I was like, I yeah he but... doesn't play but he's really good <laughs> 27 or something um Mohamed he is... like watches him he like yeah. watches him he's like 20 he's like watching Istanbul sport I like, don't even think ago. he's 20 <laughs> I, I think he's like 25 or 26 or something he's like, like yeah. he, his passport says 1995 but I think he is officially 1990 like it's actually from 1997 he changed his passport with his older brother or something to be able to play oh, professional quicker or something like that there, there was that one player um that you guys didn't know about um I'm forgetting his name. He he was the first Turkish player to play for Barcelona. Um, he went there when I think Louis van Gaal was there, but he never amounted to anything. He he played he played for a season or something at Trabzonspor. No. Um, Seyit Cem Seyit oh. or something like that. Don't even know that name. Honestly. Seyit Cem himself. It could be NS Unal in a couple of years. You know what? I think, not Barcelona. I think I think I tweeted about this guy a while ago. Yeah, he oh, was at why? he was, he was at Kayseri, then Genshtevili, then he was loaned out. To, then he played at some team in uh, in South Korea, and then he um, was transferred to Barcelona, where he was. Um, there was like a picture of him with uh, with I think Guardiola and stuff playing on the same team. But you know, not not maybe the next Messi. Yeah, there's a picture of him with Figo. Um, it looks like Guardiola, but I don't think so. Luis Enrique and uh, you know. 
This this there reminds me of yeah. a of a funny story. Like uh, Uzjan, uh, Uzer and uh, and Sinan and me, we used to be on this forum like 12, 14, 15 years ago called uh, Soccer Fans Soccer Network. Fans. And there, there, you remember there was this guy, is like a, a Galtzray fan, Finn Aslan, and then a couple of other guys. And there was this video of uh, the supposed ne- next big Turkish talent, and he was playing in the youth of Real Madrid and stuff. And he had like put these videos up on YouTube uh, of himself, supposedly. And these guys, they went like all... Uh, inspector gadgets on his ass and like uncovered that it, that it was all uh, fake. But like this, <laughs> don't you remember yeah, that? I yeah, remember but this, that. Yeah. this guy he, was getting some actual. Like young kid. He was he getting traction. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And he he played for Real Madrid and for Inter Milan. And he had like all like these YouTube compilations and stuff. And like there was actually like I believe the media picked up on it and everything. And then those guys in Soccer Fans Network yeah. exposed him. Yes, That's yes, true. I do remember that scandal. That was yeah, so fun. Yeah. We funny. cut him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, like in 2009 by the or way, something. Jakub, do yep. not look up Turkish Messi on Google. You don't want to know who they've dubbed the next one. Oh, who is who? Oh, God. Abdul Kadir. Abdul Kadir. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So first, First, it's all like how the new Messi from Turkey ruined his career. And it's about Emre Moore. So yeah. that's, that's <laughs> We forgot <Now> him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so then there's Omur is, is apparently next. They're yeah. all chatting him up. And then there's like one old one. And it's uh, Muhammad Demirci. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some good stuff in here. The OG, <laughs> the OG, the OG Turkish Messi, Muhammad Demirci. Where, uh, where were we, guys? We kind of went off track there. We were off topic. We've <laughs> lost it. started with Recep Niaz. Right, Recep Niaz. That's right. Gaziantep. Gaziantep. Talking about Gaziantep, um, they had um, Sagal last year, yeah. who I thought that could be a pretty good pretty good player for like a top four team. Uh, I think that he would do pretty okay at, at Besiktas, but he, I don't know where he went. Um, he he was playing last week, but he got a red card. Yeah, he got, he, he got, well, he he got a long. goal and then a yeah. red card. Yeah, yeah he went to yeah. uh, Gaziantep. Yeah. He who gave where, it where was he playing? Denizli or something? Yeah, he was at Denizli. Denizli, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking about bad. transfers. Uh, Chaykurize has uh, acquired Boyd from yeah. you guys. Yeah, Tyler Boyd. Yeah, just oh, is it official? Them. Just wow. yeah, oh, they like, just announced it. Yeah. Also, one of the disappointments at uh, Besiktas, I think, it, a lot of people thought that he could, he would do oh, yeah. much. Oh yeah, I had a lot of expectations for him, and I think it's a shame that he is going to Rizespor now. Like he should have stayed with Sivas, but he didn't want to. He wanted to go back. He wanted to stay at Besiktas, and, and now I think Sivas got Pedro Henrique and stuff in the meantime. Like Riza Chalambay really wanted him with the team. Like it's a shame because I think at Sivaspor he could actually, like I think Sivas are gonna be contenders for Europe again this season compared to Riza. Although, don't underestimate Riza. They make some good, made some good moves this season, but I don't know. It feels like a step down from Sivaspor for him. I feel bad for Tyler Boyd. I, yeah, I don't too. know that he ever got his like chance. I thought he played well when he initially arrived and he had that nasty yeah. injury with yeah. the concussion with Samasa. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, like it's just a bunch of bad luck. Like, even now, I would love if he could be on the team, but then you look at like we've got Gazzo, if, if he and if he had a, and Laren, yeah, if he I could guess, count you know? as a if, if there wasn't a foreign limit or if he would count as a Turkish player, like I would have him in the team in a heartbeat. Like I really yeah. really like Tyler Boyd. He's a yeah. he's a good football. He's not in special, but he's a good solid footballer and like works he's really a hard. hard. Yeah, tell. exactly. He has a, has a good head. He's always in all the training photos. Like working good head on his shoulders, good attitude, just wants to work for it. He he just wants a chance, and I feel really bad for him. Like um, 
yeah. yeah. He just lacks a little bit. I think if he was just a little bit faster or a little bit, I don't know, like he's more technical. Or I don't so, know, yeah. like missing that little little extra. But he, I really like him. Yeah, and I, it could I wish develop still, honestly, with 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 consistent playing time in in the Super League. I think like he was quite solid. Every when I, whenever he's not playing with us. When he goes mm-hmm. somewhere else, he looks solid. Whenever he gets a, a yeah, chance, yeah, it was he, good. It he was good. Was good. Yeah. He had a, like a, a pretty big match, didn't he? Have like a hat trick or no? He had like two goals in a match or something. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's see. So we let's we spoke, up, we spoke about We're everything. Let's, let's quickly talk about uh, about Bishtesh. Uh, pretty much improved their squad of last season, I think. Right, like retained almost everyone except for Abubakar, and then got Bachuai this weekend instead. What do you guys uh, expect from from Besiktas? I'm uncomfortable with how good our transfer yeah, window too, was. Yeah, me too. Me usually too. it's like, ah, oh, we we've screwed it. We're definitely, you know, here yeah. comes Fenerbahce with I, another title or whatever. Yeah. And then like we I, overperformed. I, so feel like the, I, I feel like it's one of those I feel like it's what set up for failure like, oh, best transfer window we've ever had probably, so it has to go wrong. That's how I feel right now. I, I just it's shades of like the Portuguese trio, right? Yeah, like tw- 20, 2011, 2010-2011 uh, flashbacks for me, or even the twenty seventeen eighteen when I thought we had a really strong squad and then just doesn't, just doesn't amount to doesn't to trophies. Translate. Yeah, I don't know how how you feel about it, Ozer or Jakub. What do you think of the? I'm 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 really impressed. I mean, Sergei means business in Europe and and mm. in Turkey. So I mean, this is a seriously impressive team. I think. Both, uh, as I said at the start of the show, both Besiktas and Trabzon have really pulled out some great, great deals this, this year. And you guys have really strengthened your team. Alex Teixeira as well, who who is like a Champions League. Uh, he has so much Champions League pred- pedigree with, with Shakhtar. He was mm. absolutely amazing. I remember watching him before he moved to China. It was so, so impressive. So to have the likes of him, Batshuayi, plus the core of the team that you already have is, is really, really impressive stuff. Yeah, and apparently not done yet. Even like a Khan Ihan still being mentioned uh, quite oh, yeah. uh, quite seriously, and then Bishtes still want they Lige has been dropped from the squad, and they want to oh, bring yes. in. Uh, Let me an, talk about that. Why? Why yeah. is that exactly? I love Lige. He's such a good player. I don't know. Yeah. I hate it too I much. Hate that too too, ex- too expensive. Sergan doesn't really. Sergan doesn't want to play I, with with doesn't. I think Sergan. Like I don't know about that. The player to me. He seemed perfect. I do too. You you would think and so, right? And the way he sort of fixed mm. him last year, I thought it really. Like, I don't know, man. Nah, nah, nah. I don't nah, like nah. it. I don't. I don't like how we devalue our guys because. Yeah, I don't brought, like it like, either. We always bring in guys before. You know what I, I mean? Like, we should, if I we also don't like. Them I don't like the Turkish politics of uh, hey, uh, we want you to leave because you earn too much money, so we're gonna drop you from exactly. the team and you have it's to just, train. Like it's his I fault, hate right? It. Like, yeah, same. We have many guys right? Falcao and, and Faguli. Mm. The, the Burak Elmas comes out and says, "Oh, he's earning too much money, nine and a half million dollars um, per, per year." Well, that's mm. not his fault. He, he didn't exactly. sign his own contract. Yeah. He didn't. You know, I mean, yeah, he signed Florida it, but I mean, he didn't force I mean, the sorry, club. You he know? didn't. Yeah, he didn't come into Florida with a gun and demand nine and a half million. We gave it to Give him. Me the Let money. the guy play. Yeah. Let the guy play. Light Light is a proven um, pr- proven playmaker in in Serie A. He came to Besiktas with such high yeah. hopes. Yeah. Um, it was a shame. I mean, frankly, he's done enough for us to make me like hate the fact that he, like last year when he wasn't playing for the first half of the year, I was furious about it, and mm. I was thrilled when it was sort of announced he was coming back because it was almost like getting a top top transfer you know he's mm-hmm, that, he's that impactful you he know, had an impact impact. like i mean he didn't have he like a ridiculous amount of assists and goals but he definitely contributed like and uh, when he got injured with his shoulder like that was a, a loss for us i felt like 
yeah. For sure. Like, for I mean, sure. he, I think he only ended the season at like two, three assists and two goals or something like that. But like he did enhance the football we were playing. Like that's something we were lacking in the first half of the season, that 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 creativity in midfield. And he added that, um, even though he, he maybe. Yeah. The, the, the Khan Ihan move, by the way, I just got total deja vu about um, when we got Kedim Fry, which was like the icing on the cake for that. Remember, mm. speaking of that transfer that went bust. Kedim Fry was like the <laughs> icing on the cake for that one, right? He's like, back, oh, in, he's Turk, he, he's back in Turkey, isn't he? Is he play, he's Malatya, I is think. He out of like, wasn't he in like Israel last year? He, he's at Karagümrük. He, is he? Oh, Karagümrük. Yeah, he was in Holland he? last season. He was playing was for... He? Who was he playing for in the Netherlands? Uh... I want to say Kambur. But yeah, yeah, no, no, sure. Kambur. Kambur. Yeah, 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 you're right. Kambur, FC Kambur, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, and then he went the, the year before or two years before that he was in Israel. No, no, uh, he was in Emma, sorry. Uh, FC Emma, Emma, right. Emmons, yeah. Emmons, yeah, exactly. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, say, yeah right, I don't know why Kambur. No, FC Emma, Emma, Kambur, same thing, right? Don't they even have the same colors or something? <laughs> red, and, yeah. red and yellow? No? Yellow and blue is oh, yeah, uh, is, 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 is computer. Red, red and white is, uh, is Emma. Ah, okay. <laughs> I'm literally getting mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but he's back. Yeah, no, but I I don't know. Like I just have this. I I feel like what we said about Fener about you earlier. Like bitches haven't spent that much money because like the yeah, yeah Gezal is being paid a lot. Uh, Texera is being paid a lot and Bachuay are being paid a lot. But apart from that, like the wages are pretty respectable. Like Sali Uchan, 800,000 euros. Kenan, 900,000 euros. Uh, Rosier, 1.350 or something. That, which is, you know, that's, that's a decent contract, but I, I think he's definitely worth it. Uh, like mm-hmm. the, the wages being given apart from those three big signings are pretty respectable. And then... The, well, the, and even the big three signings you just mentioned, it's not like we paid... It's not like a Liayic or even a Vida or yeah, no. but or even like a Germain Lens. I, I feel I like mean, we Bacuai is a lot though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bachuai is making like three million. That's definitely yeah. a lot of money. Uh, but he's also just a one-year loan, so yeah, yeah. But let, let's say he does really well. Like Bistis are gonna try and keep him right, and then they're gonna yeah. have to pay like what ten million euros, and I mean, I, I guess like two and a half million at least uh but you know i mean if he proves worth yeah, it yeah they'll probably cut his fee though his his wage rather sorry about I, you know if he's Sirens willing over here. that's better than a donkey and a dark and a dog market <laughs> i was gonna say uh, it's really the two opposite extreme you have the new york sounds of like sirens yeah, and i have and the your rural belgian donkeys <laughs> yeah uh, just before we started the u.s navy blue angels were flying over my place as well <laughs> oh, yeah, look at these guys showing off with their modern yeah, technology background such- noises <laughs> and I'm stuck in the barn. <laughs> it's like someone being carted to the hospital with COVID, right? It's like, look at our fancy New York. But, but to circle back, like, like for me, I kind of feel like Bistas have to be champions this year. Like this squad, not I winning the so title right. with this team is is like a would be a, yeah almost a travesty. Like I mean, and it's it's, it's kind of weird because last season I think Sergan did the, the unthinkable with the team that he got. Like, I mean, in hindsight, sure, he had quality, but, like, going into the season, I don't think anyone expected Besiktas to be the champions. And he kind of yeah. did the unthinkable. Uh, and then now it kind of feels like the opposite way. Like, yeah, well, you, you kept your squad from last season. And that's also one of the reasons why Sergan didn't extend straight away. Like, he was playing hardball with the board. Like, he really want He didn't just want to go into the Champions League with a team that had no chance. And that's one of the things he really hammered home in the negotiations. Like he wanted 
certain guarantees and mm. Alex Teixeira was one of the players on that was a number one player on his list um, and he, he got them and now like he's got everything I think like this the first time yeah. he's got to deliver I, yeah he, he I does I can't believe it dude I, I really thought there was no way we could keep both Rosier and Gazelle first mm-hmm. of all yeah, yeah. You know, my, my whole thing was like let's at least keep the squad intact let's, let's keep one of the in. two was the, the right? rationale most, most people had and then so uh, to keep both and then add Alex Teixeira and then add Bachua. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sort of blown away and, and like you said, quite scared because I and I'm and Kenan and Sali, who I, I think are both really great additions, and then maybe yeah, even Khan yeah, Ayhan, exactly. who's also, I think, Khan Ayhan is like a rich man's Najib. I yeah. don't know how we're doing it. I don't know what how we're doing it. it. Yeah, but I mean, he's like Nijip, only good. Yeah, it's 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 a good only comparison. good. Yeah. <laughs> he's like Nijip, only good. Yeah. I honestly think that um, that uh, that Kellan Karaman is maybe the the best transfer you guys got this year because he yeah. has that like low expectation. You know, a, a mm-hmm. Teixeira, a, um, you know, a Basua, you may is are probably like better players. Mm-hmm. But I think that Kenan his his value is going to be in how how little pressure there is on him and how how relatively low his wages are. Yeah. Because I I really liked Kenan. I was I was I really mm-hmm. hoped that Trabzonspor got him because he's that hard worker and I think that he was he will go he will really thrive in the in in the Turkish league. Yeah, I mean the first match you immediately saw it against Rize, like that first goal is all Kenan. That's just him not giving up on a seemingly lost ball. And you know that's that, and I thought he was the man for me. He was the man of the match against Riza. He just worked so hard. He he just was a nightmare for them to deal with the entire and the entire match. And he's not he's not a crazy quality player, but he's like yeah, yeah you know, like a, a Hurst player, a mentality yeah. player. And uh, I feel like with with Laren, I feel he's the type that he does a lot of work too, but it's all with that idea of to score a goal. And with Kenan, it's more like selfless work for the team, and just you know running your lungs out and hope it's 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 it, it ends up into something positive. And uh, yeah, I, I'm really happy with that transfer. Like it's it's low profile, and I know a lot of people don't really rate him because of the national team, and he plays on the wing a lot there. And when he's playing on the wing, he's usually used as a as a, as a dirty meter maker. You know, like he just he's just used to like against Italy. Like he, the only thing he did there was defend, you know, and, and he had a, he he did really good, even though we yeah got defensively demolished. he did, really, he did well. really good, but offensively he didn't do shit. But obviously that you know he, he was tasked with just defending, and he had a couple of really good tackles there and stuff. And but then people are like, hey, this is a striker; he should be scoring goals and giving assists, and he shit. But yeah, he just does what that coach asks of him. I think anyone, any coach, would be happy to have a guy like that on the team. Uh, I'm personally uh, my my guy who fits that profile is Sally Uchan. I, I really like his addition mm. as far as squad depth, especially because you have to have three Turks on the on the pitch yeah, yeah. at all times. And that's so also you're why you're gonna have like, a need. Pechitas are being linked with Getson Fernandez, and Getson is obviously an amazing footballer. But I I'm I'm kind of like I don't really want him because I want Sally to play. And okay, Getson yeah. is a better footballer. No no argument here. But why should we? take Benfica's player, make him maybe worth more money by presenting him in the Champions League so they can sell him next year for 25 million like they did with Anderson Telishka. Like, let's just play mm-hmm. Sally. Let, let, let Sally play. You know? I mean, I mean, honestly, and just given his his affiliations with Galatasaray, I just, I don't, yeah. I don't want to engage in this petty, I don't <laughs> want to do this petty nonsense. I was so mad at you guys for 
yeah. Yeah. him with yeah. his island oh, rules. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Even if it's that. like that was so unnecessary. Yeah. Right. I mean, even if it's just trying to like get you back for that, I st- I don't like why. Let's just so let's cheap. Just leave it. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I do think that both cases were, like, I think Fatih Terim genuinely wanted both players, and I think Sergen genuinely wants Getson, but, like, you know, I mean, Just, yeah, there's, there's so many fish in the sea, like, exactly. why yeah. go after the, the fish that the other people are fishing for as well? Like, yeah, just go for your own targets, man. Don't be lazy. Just be... I would have been much much more content going for, like, an Atebo or something who you guys... No, like, no. I, just no knowing way, how much you guys way, want, I, <laughs> I kind—I don't know. I, I know, like I know. It's a—it's a hypothetical uh, example, but still, yeah. You anyway. know, but just someone who who got it is not like so intent on bringing back too, right? It, it just makes the whole thing all the more petty. I feel like. Yeah. I, Anyway, guys, let's 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 round it up. Let's. Uh, this has been a, a pretty long episode, I think. Let's get yeah. a, a quick. I'm gonna get your guys' opinion. Let's do a let's do a champion this season, and let's do some relegations. Like you don't have to do four relegations, but like one or two teams you definitely think are gonna go down. And let's let's get to who do you think is gonna lift the the league title this season, or, or even give give the top five finish. Let's do it. Let's make it, it really interesting. Ozer, let's give you give you oh. top five and give like two teams you think are gonna go down. Oh, okay. Uh, go down. Damn. Okay, I'm gonna say get us some floor mm-hmm. to go down and Riza to go down. Yep. Yep. Fingers crossed. Um, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, champions, I'm gonna go Besiktas. Bring the pressure on y'all. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Second Thanks. place. <laughs> second place, Trabzon. Third place, Scala. Fourth place. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth place, I'm gonna go with Antalya Sport, just for the hell of it. Okay. And fifth Fenerbahce. Okay, okay. What about you, Sinan? Man, you know the hardest thing to pick is is who's gonna get relegated. I feel like because I have a couple. Even of like just looking at like Yeni Malachi, I was looking at their roster mm. kind of quickly. They have enough talent that. In a normal year, you feel like there should be no way they'd be a candidate. But just looking at all the other teams around there, Sivas, no. Adana mm. Demirspor has too much talent now. Gaziantep, Gazishehir was like top half last season, I think, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Kasim Pasha, like, have they done anything? They got, yeah, they, I mean, I, they, they had a good window. Yeah, yeah, they, they got some I know, and that's like, it's weird. Well, they drew, but yeah, it's weird that they... They got Jorgensen from Feyenoord. They got oh yeah, they got, oh yeah, that dude. They got Lukasen. Right. Lukasen, uh, I was gonna say yeah. And his brother so, I mean, also I plays. Girasun and Vize are the two safe bets. So I, I'll okay. I'll roll with with same same choice there. Uh, all right. I think the title is gonna be between. I hate to toot our own horn here, but it's gotta be, gotta be between us and Trabzon. Um, you know, looks that's that's hot. that's why I think it's yeah. gonna be someone yeah. else. <laughs> I know, right? Watch it be like Fenerbahce. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know, man. I... Um, also, Kaiseri could go down. By the way, mm-hmm, that could be relegation. Mm-hmm. That's one of my picks. Yeah. Um, I'm. Um, I. I would say Altai, but I don't want to because I. I nah, nah. I love the notion of a of an Izmir Derby in the Super League. I hope we can keep both of those guys up. Um, but so yeah, I'm gonna go with Trabzon. Besiktas and Trabzon as one and two. But who's who's the champion? Besiktas. Okay. Um, Galatasaray, Fatikara Gumruk, Benavache. Bam. Okay. Okay. Are you and you, Jakub? Uh, what do you wow. think? Wow. Nice. 
Um, I, 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 my, my picks are pretty much um, the same as Sinan's, but I think that, <clears throat> sorry, I think that Trabzonspor, you know, I, I think that we, that we will finish the league in top two. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's number one or number two, I don't know. I hope number one. Um, I think that the season will be, as Sinan said, between Trabzonspor and Besiktas. I think um, third will be Galatasaray. If they don't implode, I think they have the biggest biggest chance to implode. Um, fourth, also Karagümrük, and uh, fifth, fifth Fener. Um, the one that I like, uh, like a billion percent, think that will re- will relegate is Kayserispor. Mm-hmm. Um are traditionally a team that drops down every two years and then comes back like the year after. So I think there's a big chance they also drop. And um, I think that Kasim Pasha is pretty. Uh, you know, they immediately fired their coach like before he even coached the game, <laughs> and then f- got another guy. Kayserispor did <laughs> yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Um, Jorgensen is my guy. They also got uh, they got Jeffrey Bruma, who's also playing. He's like Experience, 55 yeah. years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they don't, but I think that um, yeah, Kaiseri for for sure. Vize probably. I like to think that Giresun will stay. Um, I don't yeah, know. Like the, the, the last one is the last one is difficult. There's four or four relegations. Huh? Four relegations. Yeah, I'm I'm staying with yeah. those two, and yeah. I don't know who the other two will okay, be. Okay. Okay. All right, my pick is uh, for relegation Kayseri. Uh, I think Malatya. Um, I don't know. I don't think Riza. I, I you know I'm I'm low key thinking Gustepe. Um, oh, that could happen. Yeah, I mean, I hope not, though, actually, I, I hope not too. But... They're a nice new stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hmm, it's tough, stuff, stuff, stuff. I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen enough yet to 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 make a proper assessment there. I definitely don't think Altai will go down. I think they'll stay up. And I don't know about Girasun. Like they, they didn't look bad to me to against Gals, right? But then I think like they didn't look bad as a team, but they lacked quality. So maybe they need like a transfer or two or something. So maybe Girasun. Yeah. And then for my uh my champion, you know <laughs> I know everyone is thinking it's gonna be between Bishtesh and Trabzonspor, and that is why I think it's gonna be someone else and Normally, I would say Galtzerai because I still think Fatih Terim, like despite the fact that his he's kind of like not a modern coach and all that, but I don't know. I think Fener Turkey's not a modern league. That's no, exactly. Right. And, yeah, right, yeah. and and I don't know. Maybe Fener with shenanigans. I don't know. <laughs> I find it a very different. You know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be the. I'll just say. What I kind of low-key hope and expect is Besiktas, but Trabzon are really good as well. So if Trabzon can sort out their def- defensive issues, then, yeah, it's a tough one. Besiktas is going to have Champions League. Trabzon probably not competing in Europe. Yeah, maybe Trabzon. And then Besiktas second. Um... Hmm, who's gonna enter? I think Fenerbahce, Galatasaray, and then Sivaspor. Maybe Adana Demir. I don't know. I don't know about Adana Demir, but I think Adana Demir top eight, top seven, but not top five. I don't think they'll go to Europe. So I'm gonna Yo, stick I with. I have to say this. I have to note, make a note here, because like live on air. 
Kayseri Spor is hosting Adana Demirspor right now. We've all picked Kayseri Spor to relegate. And they're you winning, right? Adana Demirspor oh, in no, top five. Me, yeah. It's halftime. Kayseri is winning 1 0. Oh. <laughs> of course and that they are. Gokhan, so, that Gokan Sazdai guy who scored against us in the preseason con, <laughs> he's scored. So he's 26, he's a number 10. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah, at me all, neither. Like, even remotely. And he ne- seems to be pretty off, good. Uh, never write off Hikmet Hoja. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Hikmet Karaman's uh, another one of those uh, old uh, stamp coaches that always does well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, let's, let's all uh, but, 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 but change our... But worth noting, Adana has 65% of the ball mm. going into the half. So I, I think they, one of their... Ma- don't deserve to be losing. Their, their main issue is probably also the fact that Balotelli can't play a full game yet. Like, he seems to yeah. get subbed off at 60 minutes, like, uh, in the in the preseason and in the first match. Like, I kind of felt like yep. after they took him off against Fenerbahce, like, the there was still pressure, but it didn't really have a... A direction, yeah. so to speak, he, you know, he like brings idea. a fear factor, you know, because yeah, there's yeah, this yeah. mystery, yeah, yeah. and he's sure, like, he took a shot, it's at not, not just, just really not good. just mystery. Balo is just, you know, top striker, you know, when he wants yeah. to, he's just great. Anyway, did you see the force he saved uh, against Altai? Last yeah, 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 yeah. It's like I said, Altai was really good, like, they, he won them points, and uh, you know, that's maybe also kind of why I don't want to ride Fenerbahce off for the title because Altai and like they they are lacking. I feel like Finner are lacking a lot, whereas I feel like Besiktas and Trabzonspor kind of have, like they like okay, they have like some minor weaknesses like Ensakala, like Serkan and stuff. But in in large in large part, I feel like they have quite complete teams. Whereas Fenerbahce still haven't solved their striker issue. They they still seem to to lack com- key components, but they do have that little bit of yeah. I don't know. They, a little they, bit of Altai. They always, they always, a little bit of Altai. <laughs> a little Mesut Özil, who strong preseason. We have to give him credit, uh, and also now, you know, scoring on his first uh, Super League game. Like he didn't give a single, not a single goal last season in ten appearances, one assist. Now in the preseason, yep. he gave. You, you guys saw that that amazing assist he gave in the preseason game against Dynamo Kiev, and then uh, now oh, yeah. the, the goal um, against. Uh, so he had a beautiful. Yeah. Should have been an assist that somebody flubbed too in the preseason. I forgot, yeah, or maybe it was in Europe. So, so may, you know, if, if if Mesut Özil can kind of find his old self, like he can win them points, and it, it might, and well, you know, maybe they'll still do something really big in those last couple of days when uh, the 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 window shut in all the other European countries. But yeah. Anyway, guys, it was it was really yeah exactly. It was it was really fun uh, talking to you guys again. I really hope we can get Burak in here again one of these days. And uh, yeah, um, thank you for joining me and thank you for listening as well, guys. Jakub, Sinan, and uh, Uzer, and uh, of course to the listeners, thank you very much, and uh, see you next time. Thanks for having us. Thank you.